Hey folks, welcome to episode 314 of the MLF Bass Fishing Podcast from Shaftesbury, Vermont. I'm Jody White, joined as always from sunny Norwalk, Iowa by the one and only Kyle Wood. Hey, hey, we're back. It's a new year, man. It is a new year. It is uh, 2022. Um, we are setting COVID record numbers. I went to check ice. Things are not good. <laughs> <laughs> Not maybe not the greatest start, but uh, it'll come around. I guess, it'll I'm come around, and I will say tomorrow I'm going to go fish and uh, not ice fish, and I'm almost certainly going to crush. So yeah, you know, it'll be all right. Yep. Um, but yeah, Kyle, welcome to the new year. Uh, we have fishing tournaments like literally days away, which is a bit terrifying. It is a little terrifying, but also like a little refreshing uh, to an extent. I it, I am kind of ready for some derbies. I mean, I I like that we're getting going. I am pretty much planning on interviewing somebody Saturday evening who caught like forty pounds at Rayburn, <laughs> just because it's gonna be probably super dope, and you know I'll probably be like on the ice or in the boat or like you know driving through some random part of Vermont, and you know hey, we gotta make it happen, right? That's right. Um, cause first BFL at Rayburn, man, someone doesn't crack a big bag. Like, I don't know what you were doing. Why did you not, sh- why did you show up? Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, I, I think that's like the main deal. It's, we've got some tournaments. We don't actually have a tremendous amount to talk about, uh, now, but we will going forward. Um, we, I guess we're going to talk about some season highlight stuff. We're going to talk about the bass caves a little bit. We've been cranking out a bunch of them. Um, and we'll talk about our tournaments coming up. Um, we probably will have an interview here. And I guess what I'll say is, yeah, (laughs) listen to it and it'll be there or it won't be there. In which case it'll just transition over to Kyle and I talking. Um, you can tell we're hitting 2022, that same high level (laughs) organized energy that we always bring. Um, as, yeah, as always, not missing a beat. Yeah, but I guess before we get to maybe an interview, uh, should we read some ads? We probably should, yeah. All right, well, folks, buckle up, prepare to be sold to. Um, because let me tell you, few lures have stood the test of time like the original Rattle Trap by Bill Lewis. And now, with the help of Major League Fishing Pro Mark Daniels Jr., we're launching the SB57 and MR6. Go to rattletrap.com to learn more. Tis the season. Also, Oh, yeah, it's trap season, baby. 100%. Uh, Also, are you in need of a great career opportunity that gives you time to fish and spend time with the family? Neat Companies is looking for you. Neat needs Class A CDL drivers now. Competitive pay, 100% paid health insurance, 401k, tuition reimbursement, and more are just some of the benefits. Call Neat now at 833-463-NEAT to get your career started. That's 833-463-NEAT. N-E-A-T. Mm. Kyle, that was just some inspiring advertorial content that, right there. That was that was really good. That was a good way to kick off 2022. Absolutely. I will say I'm not entirely sure we're supposed to be reading these now because it's a new year. Like, I think probably we are, but I... After we after we record, I think I'm going to send an email just to check, just to be sure. 
probably yeah probably not a bad idea um but uh anyhow i i guess without further ado here is an interview or a very fast return to <laughs> kyle and i talking about fishing well uh joining us this week on the podcast is a uh a new guest and kind of an exciting guest that uh we're going to have some announcements for uh going on but it's mr kyle smith uh owner operator big cheese at revital outdoors is that appropriate thing to say kyle sure man <laughs> well uh I, I i'm i'm happy to have you on and um you know revital uh you guys are partnering with our podcast uh and mlf which is a super cool thing um i'm excited to learn a little more about it and uh i mean you come from a fishing background you come from an outdoor background so I think we're going to have a pretty good time. I think our listeners are going to have a, a pretty good time, but uh, you're currently on the road, correct? That's right. We're heading to an ATA show in Louisville, Kentucky. It's uh, kind of like ICAST for the hunting side of the world. I've always wanted to go to it, and uh, I, I've always heard it's a really cool time. I've always heard, it, it, like you said, that ICAST comparison, which makes me – I love hunting as much as uh, you know a lot of our pros do and a lot of our, our fans and our, and our listeners do, so uh, – I'm actually a little jealous right now. <laughs> yeah, this will be our first time, but uh, we do have some partners uh, called No Limits Hunting. So they'll be there helping us run the booth, and um, they have a lot of good connections in the industry. So, yeah, we're this is our kind of cutting our teeth into the hunting industry, so we're hoping for a good show this weekend. Well, that's cool, man. I, uh, I'm i sure folks are wondering, like, uh, you know, what Revital does, and we're going to get to that. But I think right out the gate, uh, I'm curious about uh, – just kind of, you know, your story, because, um, you know, obviously you've been around the outdoors your whole life, uh, but you're from Florida, correct? That's right. Uh, I went to the University of Florida for college. I fished in the uh, collegiate pro- program right after Jake won those two national championships, and mm-hmm. I came in. Um, didn't win any national championships, but we fished in two and um, and obviously a couple regionals to get to those nationals, um, and it was just the time of our, I mean, that was like, the best part of the college experience for me was was getting to partake in that and the FLW events. It was first class and absolutely loved it. Yeah, you fished from uh, uh, was 2010 your first season uh, on the t- or fishing for Florida. I believe uh, no, I fished for a smaller co- uh, um, a community college, a Florida Florida State College of Jacksonville. Okay, uh, and then I transferred to Florida's team in 2012. I think after I completed uh community college oh okay okay so you were kind of there like uh i guess it would have been like national guardy kind of days right like uh uh pretty big time i remember we used to have that huge college fishing stage we towed it around um i'm looking at some of the yes. re- really old pictures we have uh that are basically like screen grabs from our live camera of you uh yes and uh i mean that that was kind of like when college fishing got rock and rolling but man it it, I don't want to say that it was the glory days because uh, kids nowadays, like schools or programs are way better. They're bigger. There's more of them. Uh, it's, it's a really good time for college fishing now, but that was it, man. Yes, it was a fantastic way to launch the program. Um, I think it's, you know, the future of fishing. We've obviously seen uh, some very high-quality <laughs> uh, world-class professionals um, be launched out of those college programs, and it was just an amazing part to kind of be in the beginning forefront of that uh of that stage so well and like when it came to tournament fishing um like growing up did you have you know was your dad or 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 any family members were they into the tournament scene too 
not really, man. It kind of started just between, uh, uh, you know, a few buddies. Like, we would always just – we just loved to fish. And then we're like, hey, let's go fish a Thursday night local tournament, right? And so we did that. We won our very first Thursday night local tournament we ever fished. And then, I mean, we were hooked from there. The local county uh, bass team uh, – bass club. And so, you know, did a season with them and then went to college and college fishing started rolling around. So got involved with that. And then things just kind of led, you know, uh, escalated after that. Well, and uh, you, while going to college, uh, were also looking, uh, you were kind of playing it smart. And I'm not throwing shade at some college anglers out there. But, uh, you know, you were also thinking like, well, I should get a degree and plan on a career too, right? Like as much as it's fun to fish and the idea to fish for a living is cool. Um, you were going for an engineering degree, correct? Yeah, that's right. So I got my civil engineering degree at the university of Florida and, um, I got hired on right out of the uh, gates to, uh, BP. Um, uh, and so, uh, we moved to Houston, Texas. Uh, my now wife, um, we were just dating at the time. She had also gotten an offer to BP. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. So we, we, it was funny because we, what you just said there, um, because we moved there in 2015 and after I'd started my college job, I still had that national championship on Lake Murray. I don't, I think it was May or March or something like that, April in the spring of 2015. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, BP is a great job, great salary, great benefits, great, whatever, whatever. But if I win this national championship, <laughs> I'm quitting. i would i would have done the same thing if i if i was in your shoes yeah exactly so yeah i mean it was you know we're very fortunate to uh get on with such a good company um since then we have uh you know in 2020 was kind of a crazy year with covid uh we had a kiddo we had our first kiddo in february of 2020 um absolutely life-changing love that congratulations uh yeah, thank you. I had so my my happened. first kid uh, in September of 2020, so I I can I feel you on the uh, uh, you know what it was like having a kid in uh, in the COVID time too. Oh, totally. So we were in a two bedroom apartment downtown Houston, living our best life, and then kiddo comes February 2020, COVID comes March 2020, everything shuts down, so we're we're locked in two bedroom apartment, brand new baby. And then April 2020, oil starts trading at minus 40 a barrel. It's kind of hard to imagine <laughs> having to pay somebody $40 a barrel to get rid of your oil stock, but that's what happened on wow. the futures market. So uh, that nonetheless put a dampener in the oil market. Mm-hmm. Um, so then BP wanted to restructure uh, the whole company, and they offered buyout packages. Well, I guess before that even happened, um, my wife and I decided – hey, let's go back to the farm. Uh, We had bought the adjacent farm to my parents back in northeast Florida. Okay. We were just planning on just running cows and kind of, you know, just running cows. We got a little piece of land. We always go back home five times a year. We'll probably be back home more because of the kiddo. But, Mm -hmm. you know, then March March, COVID came along, and we're like, let's just go stay at the farm. There's There's a farmhouse there that's partially furnished, good enough for us to hang out. And, you know, we were thinking we'll be back in the office in 60 days, right? Right. So... Obviously, that didn't happen, but we're, we're hunkered down at the farmhouse, and, uh, you know, the deadline to come back into the office, it keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So um, Florida actually opened up the ability to cultivate hemp. So me and Dad and I were like, you want to expect – he was you know, an avid CBD user because of his back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the only thing that would give him any kind of relief. So he's like, 
would you like to experiment with cultivating some hemp? I was like, sure, let's try it. So uh, I grew a little bit of hemp on my side of the fence. He grew a little bit of hemp on his side of the fence. And uh, we, we really liked it, and it went, it went pretty well. Definitely Florida has its uh, own unique set of challenges. Um, <laughs> sure. But then, yeah, just because of the humidity, and I don't think the regulators are quite there with the genetics yet, but different story. Um, but, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, two steps ahead, great, we're growing this product. How are we going to market it? You know, like right. how are we going to get it out there? And then so I just started doing a lot of research, and, and as I stated, I'm an engineer. I'm not a marketer, but I knew that, like, you've got to find a niche. Like, CBD's too saturated just to say, hey, we got CBD because everybody got CBD, right? Right, like, <laughs> right, right. So, so um, I found a company that uh, – or well, so I was like, what's going to be our niche, right? And I'm sitting there thinking – actually, I was in a bow hunt in Wisconsin, uh, our annual bow hunt. I'm sitting there, and it just hit me like a sack of bricks, man. I was like, it's going to be outdoor enthusiasts. We're going to – Duh. educate outdoor enthusiasts that, <laughs> yeah. that's who we are that's how we even got into it my dad like was taking cbd for years um uh to, it, to give him relief just to sit in the tree stand all day because his back hurt him so bad you know mm-hmm. dad wasn't too much into fishing um he likes to go whenever i get really get on him on the st john's river or something like that <laughs> sure. be like, yeah if you're catching 50 a day yeah i'll go with you <laughs> other than that you know he just kind of sticks to the hunting side of things so that's kind of how we got into into it man um we decided to launch a product line through uh, some private label partners. Um, they're out of Colorado. They're fantastic people. They're fantastic organ- uh, organization, and they have the best processing facilities in the country. It was a no-brainer to partner with them and go ahead and get all our branding together and uh, and go educate our fellow outdoor enthusiasts on a healthier alternative to all those joint aches and lack of sleep troubles and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, this the, the, the story of how – uh, like revital came to be is it couldn't be more like the stars aligned, right? Like so many things, you know, it was such a rocky time. Like uh, it, it just, it seems like a perfect fit for you guys. And, and w- is this something you guys would have even thought about if your dad hadn't been using um, CBD, you know, for, for a few years for his back? Probably not. I mean, you know, I don't know what we would have done. It, it took a, like for us to even get back to the farm for that long to even experiment with this, it took a global pandemic and a baby. If one <laughs> happened without the other, we'd still be in Houston working for BP. Right, right. Wow, wow, that's that's crazy, man. But uh, I, I mean, you know, now we're you're you guys are out. Obviously, you, you know, you're heading to trade show. You guys are kind of diving in head first, and uh, I think this is really unique. I told you before we started recording. Like, I I don't really know much about CBD oil. I know. Uh, my dad's a veterinarian, and I know that there are products which you guys also offer uh, for canines. You know, people to get their uh, calm their dogs down. Um, I know people use it also, I guess, with pain. But from my animal side, I don't uh, know much about that. But I'm really intrigued. Like this seems like something that if you're an outdoor enthusiast, like you said, fishing, hunting, especially our audience, that you know, if you fish more than a couple tournaments a year and you practice for a couple days, like you probably know those aches and pains that you just described. So uh, maybe give me a little more insight, just like, uh, I guess, what it, what is, uh, like, what are your products? And, and, you know, I guess, how do they work? What do they do? Is that a, does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So our products are, um, they come from the cannabis plant. So, so just right off the bat, I would just, it's always good just to kind of debunk. Um, Our products have 0.00% THC. It was very important to us that, 
uh, nobody fails drug tests by taking our product. Mm-hmm. 100% everything, all the growing, all the manufacturing, everything's done in the United States. Um, and it's very premium products. What CBD is, is there, there's about, a, there's, we definitely know there's 110 cannabinoids inside that plant. THC is just, that's the one everybody's looking for on drug tests and stuff like that. So that's excluded. All our products have, it's broad spectrum, so it has all those other 110 cannabinoids in it. CBD is one of the highest. The plant was bred to have behind CBD, but it also has a fair amount of levels of CBG and CBN and CBC and so on and so forth. Um, but from a just a, little, a holistic point of view, CBD is excellent at reducing inflammation head to toe in your body. A lot oh. of folks struggle with chronic inflammation in this country. Uh, it could be from food sensitivities, could be autoimmune diseases, could be, but they struggle with inflammation. This is excellent at reducing inflammation from head to toe. The first thing you're going to really feel is those elbows are going to feel better, shoulders or back or knees or whatever's, you know, whatever's uh, giving you a fit. You're you're really going to start seeing, especially if you take one of our topicals and you apply it to that knee that's bugging you or elbow or whatever, and then you also take one of our soft gels. It's like a one-two punch, man. Um, you know, oh. if you listen to the testimonials to. Um, uh, Shaw Grigsby's of the world. He, you know, he's on our pro staff. Shaw loves our product. He was, uh, he was taking steroids. He's bone on bone on his thumb, right? Yeah, yeah. So whenever he's going to crank all day, he's having to put his crankbait in between his index finger and his middle finger, right? <laughs> and just to be able to, just to get through. And he was taking steroids before each event. Whenever he takes our soft gels, puts a little cream on his hand, he does. He doesn't. He's weaned himself off the steroids because he's a heart patient. We got a full podcast on our channel too. Uh, you can listen to Shaw's personal story, but he's, you know steroids are really bad for heart patients. So this was perfect for Shaw, and he, he loves it. He was it was very easy for him to come on board and support our company. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I, maybe another question I have is like, say you know I'm a thirty something year old guy. I'm a little overweight, uh, but like, man, if I uh, I'm thinking back to like last year, uh, you know, I went sturgeon fishing for like four days and it was like sun up, sundown. Uh, I, well, I guess I was like super, uh, food poisoning sick one of the days. So that made it more miserable, but like all that stuff, you know, we were chopping ice at the boat ramp to get the boat in, uh, every night it felt like I got hit by a truck. Is this something that someone like younger people can use? Or, you know, I'm thinking like your dad makes sense, right? Back surgery, uh, you know maybe dealing with some chronic pain. That's, I guess, what I always thought of for someone that would take CBD, like a soft gel or oil or uh, whatever it is. But, I mean, it, like, something I could take? Absolutely, man. It's not just for um, the older generations. It's it's for, it's for everybody. Um, you know, even if just like, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever missed out on a morning fishing trip or a hunting trip because you didn't rest well at night. We have CBD soft gels with melatonin in them that are fantastic. The CBD uh, interacts with your body's endocannabinoid system. It almost acts as rails for a faster delivery mechanism. Oh. And you want to talk about, like, an amazing night's sleep? Take our CBDs with melatonin and uh, soft gels with melatonin, and it's fantastic. Really? I've never yeah. missed a uh, fishing or hunting trip because of uh, lack of sleep, though I have missed some trips because of maybe falling asleep too late in the morning uh if that makes sense <laughs> maybe yes. maybe there were some extracurricular activities that went on a little longer than they should have and you know 
when you and the boys get together. But I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I mean, I'm again, I, I told you before we started recording, I am super green to this whole thing, but like, I'm all into it. Like I'm already thinking my dad was in a car accident, uh, like I guess 10 years ago now and, uh, broke a couple vertebrae in his neck. He's a veterinarian. He does surgery, uh, you know, multiple surgeries all day long. And, you know, so he's kind of like hunched over and he always complains about being in pain, but he's like one of those stubborn, hard-headed dudes that he might pop some ibuprofen and call it good. Uh, yep. but I'm like, this, this is like, my old man would love this is what I'm thinking. This, it, and it's just a, it's just an organic plant oil. Like there's no, like, you know, I mean, I think that's why the opportunity is so great here is because, uh, and that's what we're trying to educate our fellow outdoor enthusiasts on is that that's always been the answer. You always just go take a couple ibuprofen, Advil, whatever, mm-hmm. and pull up your pants, and then you go fish that eight-hour yep. event, right? But it's killing your liver, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, you know, it's just it's a healthier alternative to uh, fishing in comfort, you know. So you guys, you mentioned you have I'm, – I'm just sitting on your website right now. You guys have a, uh, uh, a cream. Uh, you mentioned, like, the, the solve stick um, – the soft gels with melatonin uh and then like i guess is there a different you guys have um like oil that i guess you like kind of drip in uh you take orally right yep uh yep. is so there a difference we, between like the oil and like a soft gel yes so um you know i think it's about 20 percent of the population they don't care for swallowing pills or capsules oh. right so uh so honestly that's that's really why we carry the tincture line. Um, to be honest with you, uh, you don't get an extremely high absorption rate whenever you take a t- So all, for all the listeners out there that are currently do use CBD and are taking tinctures, you don't really get a high absorption rate. You get about a 30% absorption rate whenever you take a tincture. But our soft gels, on the other hand, if you do not mind swallowing a capsule, um, they are nanoemulsified, which means if the CBD molecule in that tincture is the size of a basketball, then the CBD molecule in the soft gel is the size of a BB. It's broken down really fine, so it absorbs like about 90% from the soft gel. Um, It has a very high bioavailability. Um, You get way more bang for your buck. You're going to really feel the soft gels. Okay. What about, uh, because you guys have gummies too. Is is, Is a gummy the same principle as a soft gel? Yeah, the, the gummies still have the same nano-emulsified oil. It is a lesser dosage. The gummies come in 10 milligrams, and the soft gels, they either come in 10 milligrams or 25 milligrams. The oh. 25 milligrams are by far our most popular seller. That paired with the uh, the cream. Okay. And the cream, uh, I get, please tell me if I'm asking really dumb questions, but, like, again, I have, uh, I'm curious about this. Is the cream the same as, like, the stick where you'd, like, put it on, like, yeah, I don't know, your hands, uh, you know, if you're having – you know, you got joint issues in your hands. You put the, the cream on and, like, just rub it around? So, no, that's a great question. Uh, the, the cream is more of a lotion. So, like, um, if you are out and you have a sunburn, this is fantastic for sunburns. No kidding. Or if you just want to, yeah, if you want to rub that cream on larger areas, like your back or something like that, um, it's oh. perfect for that. Um, the salve stick, it's, it, it is a salve, and it rolls. Um, and it's for more like targeted specific areas, like specific spot on a knee or an ankle or, you know, you could do a shoulder, uh, or an elbow or something like that. But, um, the cream is more for, um, 
skin and larger muscle groups and, and joint groups. And the cream is for more pinpoint – or, the, sorry, the sap stick is more for pinpoint areas. Okay, that's like what you were saying, like, you know, if you had, like, an elbow or, like, your knee or, or whatever. You got uh, – my base of my thumb hurts. Uh, I could take the sap stick yeah. and rub it on that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yep. Now, uh, again, I mentioned this is, like, the only thing I sort of knew existed. Uh, and you guys have dog shoes. So – from you know what 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 is the benefit for uh your canine friend uh with cb man it, it does the same thing in their body as it does they have an endocannabinoid system too and um it is excellent at reducing inflammation from head to t- from head to tail in in those pups um so you know if you got a lab and um you know they, they have joint they're, they're notorious for joint issues uh in their hips right mm-hmm. um this this helps out tremendously with that. Or if your puppy has anxiety, we haven't even talked about what CBD does for anxiety, but uh, CBD is excellent for reducing anxiety, promoting mm-hmm. calm, like um, for, for you and the pup. So like 4th of July fireworks, the dog gets worked up, car rides, your dog gets worked up. Even we've heard a lot of stories about uh, COVID, right? The dogs were so used to working around their parents and then then their parents go back to work and now they're getting anxiety like crazy oh, yeah. from the yep. parents being gone so this has been excellent for that if your pup has trouble sleeping um you know just even a half of one of these chews right before they go to bed has been fantastic we we have a black lab and we give it to bella uh every day really yeah mm-hmm. like what you mentioned the separation anxiety uh in dogs like i can think of uh my sister-in-law's dogs, even my dog to an extent, um, gets kind of freaked out. But also I know some buddies with some older hunting labs, right? That, uh, you know, you get done, you go on a all day hunt and they're swimming around or, you know, retrieving ducks in a field and they're kind of like a little hobbly, a little worn out. This sounds like, uh, sounds like the deal. So, so those dogs are athletes, man. No, no, you know, <laughs> no doubt about it. Those dogs work their butts off whenever they're retrieving those birds all day long. Um, so CBD works in the same way as it does in dogs as it does humans. It's excellent for muscle recovery. So actually in the summer Olympics, this last summer Olympics, CBD exploded. Um, there was actually an Olympian who founded her own CBD company. And so it exploded through the Olympics this year for athletes for their muscle recovery. They've been training and using CBD, rubbing the, you know, their cream, their topicals, taking those soft gels and tinctures and stuff. Um, and it's no different, man. Like, you, you get your pups on a regimen, you're going to notice, a, especially outfitters who are running these dogs mm-hmm. a lot, right? They're going to notice a massive difference in their pup's performance uh, just because from sheer muscle recovery aspect. Wow. That's interesting. I Again, I, I think uh, I knew the difference between CBD oil um, and, like, I guess – I don't want to say the benefits it offers, but I knew, you know, it's not like if you're taking CBD, it's not like you're getting high, man. You know, you're not, uh, it, that's right. <laughs> no THC. And I think that's, I think that's kind of the stigma though. Uh, at least from like me and knowing some of my friends, um, that, you know, also don't know anything about it. Uh, if you, there's, there's if like you a little our, bit of a stigma. If you take, if you try to take our product for a recreational intent, you'll be disappointed <laughs> because it's not going to get you there. It's purely medicinal, uh, 0.00% THC. Um, again, we use like a world-class third-party testing lab and they test for everything under the sun. 
every single product uh, package has a QR code. You can scan that QR code. It'll take you to that third-party party lab report, and you can see um, that we've tested for heavy, heavy metals. At, you know, all the cannabinoids, you'll see 0.00 THC, which really just legally means or um, uh, it's below, like, I think five parts per million, and that's, like, the most sophisticated lab equipment on Earth can't detect lower than that so it's like wow. we just know it's lower than that you know like mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it's uh i'm i'm like i said i'm more than intrigued about this now but also you mentioned shaw grigsby i kind of want to just run down some of the pros you guys have uh on your pro staff because um i mean you kind of got like, terry bolton yeah on the on the uh pro circuit oh blade we got, um, yep. yep greg vincent who's fishing on the BPT, and then Shaw Grigsby is fishing on the BPT. And then we've got some Bass Elite guys as well. Yeah, and you got, I'm going to, Mark Menendez, uh, obviously, Mm -hmm. super cool dude. Uh, Brian New, one of Jody and I's favorite people on the planet. Uh, Young dude, right? Brandon Card, young dude. Uh, And then Daryl Gleason. Uh, the Silver yep, Fox. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, he's Texas Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, the fact that, um, you know, y- you guys have teamed up. All of these pros uh, obviously are, are fans of the product. And it, like, it almost makes me think that, uh, like, I don't know how more people aren't uh, diving into the CB tra- CBD train instead of taking, um, oh, gosh, this is I'm from the north, so I'm gonna botch this. What the heck is that uh like aspirin powder uh that everyone uses in like the a south? Goodies powder? Yeah, or like B B C B G uh Yeah, B C powder. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I the first time I ever saw someone doing that, it was a boat driver on Lake Eufaula. And I was like, Hey man, uh you do whatever you want, uh like when when we're not on the water, but like you know, maybe just like put that away. He's like, No man it, it's just like an Advil or something. I'm like, oh, okay. I I'd, I'd never <laughs> okay, seen powder. Yeah, exactly. and <laughs> well, it's I'd, a white powder, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, the fact that, uh, you know, I mean, you guys got some super high caliber pros uh, that are on board with you. And it, it just kind of, just even talking to you here for a little bit, like, it kind of blows my mind that more people aren't doing this or utilizing your products. Yeah, it's uh, so actually, you know, whenever we started doing the press releases and it started getting picked up by Bass Blasters and Wired to Fishes and stuff like that, uh, we actually started having more and more pros reach out to us. Just, you know, this is our, we're only seven months old right now. And for budgetary reasons, we kind of had to stop taking people on, but there's more people that want to come on board for sure. (laughs) No, that's cool, man. It's, it's, it's also got to be, I guess, maybe comforting is not the right word, but from the standpoint of, you know, you and your wife, new kid, leaving your job, uh, I assume a good job, uh, if you're an engineer, to, you know, start your own company in such a wild time uh, and have, like, I guess things start rolling pretty quick. Uh, it's just got to be a, a pretty decent weight off your shoulders, maybe, from that uncertainty of before you started it. We're very blessed, man. We, you know, we pray about these things first and then, um, and then, you know, the Lord has a weird way of, or not a weird way. It's, it's his own divine way of mm-hmm. making things come to fruition. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's cool, man. So what, you know, obviously you guys are on the road now. What, what do you guys have planned, um, this year? Are you guys going to try to get to some shows? Um, you know, obviously, like I said, you're, 
you're partnering with us, but are there, you know, what other things are, are rocking and rolling in 2022 for Revital? Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll definitely be at Redcrest in Tulsa. We'll be in, we'll be at the Classic in Greenville. We'll be at ICAST in Orlando in July. Um, we will try to make as many activations at all that, you know, so our, our particular sponsorship with MLF was um, we were one of the title sponsors for uh, all the BFLs across the country. So, you know, we're working on growing our affiliate program, our pro staff program right now. So if any listeners uh, want to pick up pro staff, we have a, a excellent um, affiliate program where we uh, offer a hefty discount off, off of our product, 50% off our product. And um, uh, we give 20% commissions on every product sold. So, you know, you make a Facebook post, someone clicks through your own unique link, it puts a cookie on that person's device. Anytime they order it, you get kicked 20% commission. Uh, hey. So it's, you know, it's a really aggressive affiliate program. We're trying to grow it. Uh, so that's probably our largest thing. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to make as many BFLs. Uh, we are the um, – we have had a little extra going on with the Gator division. We're sponsoring the Gator division. Um, so we'll definitely be at all in person at all four activations in the Gator division. Oh, and cool. We'll, yeah, but we have, like, ambassadors – for like the cowboy division who will be there and some of the other divisions. And we're, we're still working on getting uh, further ambassadors so that we can uh, utilize the activations that is a part of our partnership. Uh, oh, cool. National. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, good to hear uh, you'll be at Redcrest because I believe I'll be there. So we'll actually get to awesome. uh, meet in person. That'll be uh, that'll be nice. Maybe we'll have to wrap up, yeah. uh, do another podcast because, you that, know, why be not? <laughs> um, probably another thing we should mention here, is you know, we've been talking about all this stuff, but like, where do people buy this? Can you get it in the store? Is it just online? It for right now, it's just online. But we're, um, you know, like I said, we're only seven months old, and we're in the process of getting our distribution uh, stood up. So, you know, um, we hope to it be in a store near you by the end of the year for sure. But in this day and age, like so. if you're if you're not buying stuff online, uh, I mean, you're missing out. You guys have, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, super easy, like your website, uh, Jody and I love to rip on websites that are terrible to navigate. Uh, and your guys is like piece of cake. You got the shop tab piece right up cake, top. Man. All your stuff is right yep. there. Uh, free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Who doesn't love free shipping, right? Right. That, and 30 day money back guarantee. There's no risk that we're not trying to hide anything. If you don't like the product for whatever reason, just take it. Don't even send it back to us and I'll just refund you your money. Dang. That easy. And it's yeah. made in the USA. You cannot beat yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, exclusively, we're sticklers about every single ingredient that go into the product. Like, yeah. Well, uh, dang, man, that's uh, I like it. I uh, you've definitely opened my eyes to it. I'm more than intrigued now. Uh, and like I said, I definitely gotta. I I'll have to tell the old man about it because I think uh, I think he's like, I think this is his jam. Is basically, <laughs> I think this is. Uh, what my old man needs to stop complaining to me about his shoulders hurting or his back hurting. <laughs> We'd love to see <laughs> Um, I guess, uh, I, Kyle, I don't have really a whole lot more to talk about, but maybe before I let you go here, uh, you know, get back on the road, get to, I'm sure you have a lot of other work to get doing. Uh, but where can the folks listening, uh, follow revital, uh, uh, you guys got social, uh, what's, um, you know, the website hit me with all that good stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, so we're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and we've just launched our podcast channel on YouTube where, you know, we've got amazing interviews with Shaw and Mark and Terry Bolton and Brian New and 
Greg Vincent and all these guys. And then we're also bringing in um, all our affiliates, uh, which is a lot of guides and a lot of BFL anglers and stuff like that. So, you know, we hope to have a really awesome podcast kick off and uh, get some traction in 2022 with that. So give us a listen. Go subscribe on our YouTube channel. Heck yeah, man. I, uh, I love it. I, I, you know, this is the first time you and I have spoken, and uh, I feel like uh, you're my new buddy. I'm going to start texting you all the time. I feel like uh, I, I can't wait to meet you at Redcrest. Hopefully, I guess we'll see uh, – will you guys be at the pro circuit on the Harris chain? Uh, yeah, I believe so. – yeah, we'll be down there for sure. Heck yeah. All right. Man, we're going to hang out a couple times this year. This is – it's a win-win. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Kyle, I uh, I think with that, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap her down uh let you get to the road safe travels um i hope the folks listening learned a lot uh i hope people maybe consider you know that ibuprofen a day or that advil leave whatever it is a day uh maybe maybe you cut back on that maybe look to revital maybe look at some cbd options because uh, i think it's uh i mean it, it's kind of a no-brainer i guess is what where i'm going with that it, it seems like uh I'm sold. Say no more. I'm speechless. It's not often I'm speechless, but here we are. (laughs) Uh, Well, Kyle, thank you, man. Um, Again, safe travels. Hey, Theron, uh, driving. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Hope uh, hope you guys, uh, like I said, have fun uh, at ATA. Have fun uh, on the road. And, uh, you know, we'll see you here in like a couple of months, I guess. Hey man, it was a pleasure getting to uh, getting to talk to you and meet you, and yeah, I look forward to hanging out this year, man. Alrighty, so Kyle, um, I guess the first thing up is to talk about last year, uh, because why not, right? Yeah, yeah, we had that uh, nice article uh, you put together of things that occurred last year, uh, kind of like a highlight thing, and uh, man, there was a lot of cool stuff. There was a ton of cool stuff. Like I kind of. As I was writing it and thinking of things, I was like, man, that was cool. No, that was cool. And then I realized there was stuff that I left off that I maybe should have put on. The thing I kind of regret leaving off the most was the year that Clabian Johns had. Because he won Rookie of the Year. He qualified for the Bass Pro Tour. He honestly was not that far away from having a shot at AOI in the scheme of things. And um, he did so much of it with a frog. Like, it was very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, you know, Jason Abram has won pro circuit events in back-to-back years. Like, that's not something that I would have expected to say, but it is definitely true and pretty cool. So, anyway... Maybe we missed some stuff, but... Oh, I I mean, no doubt we missed some You just mentioned a couple things there, but, um, you know, at the time, still, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens throughout the course of a season, especially uh, with as many tournaments as we put on, right? Like, it just sets itself up for all kinds of cool storylines. Yeah, I mean, somebody probably caught a 13-pound bag at the Ohio River, which is Dude, we the equivalent of catching a 40-pound yeah. bag at Rayburn. And we didn't even know it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was definitely – it was a pretty good year. Did you have anything that either really stuck out to you that you enjoyed particularly or 
do you feel like that we missed? Um, I mean, that we missed, mm, no, um, not, Tom Monsoor not making the title at the Mississippi River was, uh, pretty big, pretty shocking in yeah. my mind, but I think probably one of the coolest things from last year was, um, Derek Mundy, it's how you kick off the story, and, um, but like, I, I was at that Toyota Series event and got to see that 13, well, 13 and a half pounder he weighed in. Golly, can you uh, imagine? I mean, you can't imagine. You were there. It, 13 10. Woof. The, the worst part about it is, uh, and, and I kind of knew this, is he, he was obviously a little reserved about, uh, you know, having a camera guy just follow him around. And he, and he sucked on day one at that Toyota Series. Yeah. You know, 12, 12 and a half pounds, almost 13 pounds. So, like, day two, I wasn't like, oh, let me find some Monday. Though I did talk to him at weigh-in because I'm like, hey, man, this guy catches like 20. Uh, you know, he might be back, might make a little move. And, uh, yeah, because it was kind of a tough tournament. Yeah, it kind of was. And he told me, you know, he gave me like, yeah, I'm probably going to start here. I don't really know. I got a rotation of stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, a classic pro thing. So I, yep. I just thought like, well, I know what his boat looks like because uh, I think he was in a borrowed boat that event. Yeah, I was in a Skeeter event. Yeah. But I knew what it looked like, and I knew the side of the lake he should be on. So I was like, well, you know, I'll put in a little effort. He kind of told me some afternoon stuff, and I never found him. And when I got in to write the midday and all that, and then uh, Mark McQuaw told me that Monday called him and was coming in early, I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> and, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty pretty bonkers, man. 39-7 on day two. Gush. Woo. Yeah. Well, it's that, and then he caught, you know, 40 pounds in the BFL. Yes. And then both of those are... The thing that I like the best is that in essentially under a month, he knocked out Greg Hackney, which I hate saying that because Greg Hackney's a personal hero of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he knocked Greg Hackney out of being the only guy who had to have two of the top ten bags of all time. Yeah. And he did it in a month and whatever. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, wild. Yeah. Incredible. That was really, um, I other... guess, like a couple of weeks, right? Because it would have been, like, beginning of January, and then that series event would have been, I guess, the end of January? Yeah, let me... Uh, in under a month, probably, right? It, I guess it would be under a month, but was the series... Anyway, Derek Money has two career wins, so we can figure this out. <laughs> uh, I kind of said that and, like, really mean. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, so January 2nd was the uh, BFL. Oh, early, okay. Which is super early. January 28th, 29th, 30th was the Toyota Series. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll call in it a month. month. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It's a month. It, yeah, pretty much can't can't get any more monthy. No, that's as monthy as it gets. That's as Monday as it gets. Oh golly, what an <laughs> incredible just what a way to go, man. Yeah, that was that was pretty uh, pretty sweet. Plus, like seeing a thirteen ten in person uh, when he pulled it out of the live well uh, was like, oh my gosh, there's more bass coming. Like, look at it, it just keeps coming, and the eyes are so big and. Bulgy. Yeah. That was a really... I guess all 13-pounders are big, 
that was a really big 13 pounder <laughs> yeah it was also pretty wild like... too because that had like uh uh texas uh parks and wildlife came mm-hmm. uh with their like, like the share lunker kind of guys yeah 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 with their big trailer and like uh took her back to wherever and Mundy had to like answer a bunch of questions like it was pretty it was cool to see that whole process of like um how texas grows big bass or you know really tries to make an effort uh for people to be able to catch these things but to see one in a tournament was uh awesome gosh i wish i could have saw him catch it because that would have been dope yeah it does seem like texas is successful at it too like i'm not saying that mississippi is like bad fishing or anything but like they're pretty close to each other right Oklahoma, (laughs) not that far from texas i feel like the fishing in texas is quite a bit better than both of those places you know yeah. i know like arkansas like it's kind of a different deal right you get up into the mountains and stuff like that but i mean i guess louisiana has some big bass too but they also have the arkansas river or the red river so sorry <laughs> yeah that really the it's that the really ohio river of the south <laughs> oh gosh i don't need to go back there <laughs> um yeah i don't know it seems like it's working in texas yeah yeah um, definitely one uh, the one of the things that also was like huge for me was Schmidt winning his sixth Toyota Series event. Yeah, uh, and I know it's the second one there. We kind of put these in chronologically. Um, it's one I got to be there, and you and me both love some Brian Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a good excuse to put him on the podcast. Yep. That's key. Um, but like you don't really age out of Toyota series events if you don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, definitely. Maybe Kevin Van Dam could have a lot of Toyota series wins, right? He has not pursued it. Probably he would. Cause Randy Haynes has a lot of Toyota series wins. And if Kevin Van Dam had been in those, it could have had different outcomes, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but like you are to win six is a lot. And he, it's not like he fished a whole season, you know, he just jumped in, fished a, what, he fished like a derby on the Potomac, you know, he, and a derby on, uh, in Florida and stroked him. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's cool that he's got that many and like had a nice clean, uh, tie or a clean break, you know? Yep. Yep. Definitely. Same for Castledine actually. Oh yeah. For AOIs. Yeah, for AOIs. Um, also makes Castledine definitively much better than Corey Johnston. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hugely better. Um, I really enjoyed Michael Neal's year, personally. Yes. Just I was just going to say that. Michael Neal is dope. <laughs> well, um, so deserving, but, too, right? Like. Uh, yeah, like he's been so close so many times, you know? Yeah. He really is firing on all cylinders in 21. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyway, I guess that probably does it for now, unless you have something else that we want to bring up. But mainly, you can go look at the article. You might remember some things that happened that you forgot about, which are I always enjoy doing that. But then also, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you can let us know if we really blew it and missed some other cool stuff. Yeah, hit us up podcast at majorleaguefishing.com let us know what uh what your favorite part of 21 the 21 season was now if we had included non-mlf stuff 
the obvious thing is Gussie winning. Obviously. That would be, like, by several miles, that's what would have been the highlight. Yeah, I would not, even, not even folks to know. <laughs> it wouldn't even, there wouldn't have been multiple people in the headline image. It would have just been Gussie, just Gussie. basking. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I also kind of wanted to put uh, Stephen Estes. I wanted to put, or Estes, uh, I wanted to put his deal in from Champlain because it was just so much fun watching him. But then I thought to myself, you know, one, he probably wouldn't like that. And then two, like, it was really cool, but, you know, winning with 20 pounds, a 20 pound average is a small mouth is like kind of getting, like, if he'd done it, if he'd done what Ron Nelson did when Ron, when Ron won with a 20 pound average during the spawn, I would have locked it in. But yeah. it just seemed like the smallmouth fishing was too good. I was like, super dope, but I don't know if that qualified. It was close, though. Yeah, close. So I feel I wanted to put it in, but I just, I just held me back. <laughs> um, anyhow. Uh, Kyle, we have been recently publishing a whole bunch of bass caves. Uh, what is, uh, what's, your, what's your vibe on these? What, what, are, what should folks look for? What have, what have you enjoyed about them? Well, uh... I mean, I think uh, it's cool because I, I think recently it was Ish Monroe, James Watson, and Jordan Lee are the three newest ones. Yeah. Uh, I guess at the well, time people are Shaw listening Grigsby, to this. Shaw Grigsby, by the time people are listening. Yeah. And if it's not up, it will be soon. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, like, dude, all those guys got some pretty uh, pretty sweet places. Um, you know, and some of them, like uh, – Ishes, like he's just kind of getting moved into it, so it wasn't like maybe as extravagant as it could be, you know. Like it looked, uh, like he still got a lot of ideas to uh, spread stuff out, but dope because it's a huge garage, right? Like can't beat that. Uh, Watson takes takes the cake for uh, co- like coolest house of all of them because <laughs> yeah, uh, on the water. Uh, you know, he's got like a hot tub. We didn't see his flamethrower, uh, but Rob tried to get some slow mo of the flamethrower, uh, but it did not make a uh, appearance in the bass cave. So, people, if you go to James Watson's Instagram, you can see his uh, his flamethrower, which is pretty sweet. Would have really made that one uh, super dope. I think probably my favorite of the recent ones in terms of like the actual bass cave is Jordan Lee's like I like the jerseys he had hanging up above the tackle, but his storage is pretty, uh, seems pretty nice. Um, you know, he didn't have his boat in there, so it looked a little more open than it, it maybe would be. But, uh, I like the, the, the feel of it. I think it was a 40 by 60 shot, which is what Shaw has too. Correct. Is that what it, maybe you don't remember. I don't know if Shaw said, how big it was but i guess from a size standpoint it's probably probably what that was yeah shaw the crazy thing to me is how um obviously shaw you know has been in the industry forever yeah he's been doing it a while dude's got some tackle but dude does not have it organized i mean it it is but it's like he says he knows where everything is and i i believe that he thinks that (laughs) and it's the same way that i think i know where everything is 
compared to how Brian Thrift knows where everything is. Does that make <laughs> yeah, sense? Right. right. <laughs> I think I don't think he actually knows where everything is. I bet uh, even yeah, if he, he could, says he does. He could tell you a general area. Uh, like, oh, you want some uh, sexy dogs. Yeah, those are somewhere between this shelf and this shelf. Uh, which yeah. is about how I am. So I really, really appreciated that about Shaw. Like, uh, you know, which is the, I mean, that's the cool thing about the, the Bass Caves too, is like you don't, you, you might think because these guys are pros, they're super organized, and a lot of times they are, but sometimes they're just as much of a hot mess as, you know, you or I, yeah. which is Th- just so Thrift. Fun. On the other hand, would say that, yeah, my soft tungsten in three sixteenths ounce are at the back of shelf twenty two C. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in row Z or something. Like, I'm sure he could he could guide any of us into his garage blindfolded and tell us what he wanted to get, and we he would like be able to walk us there from. 10 miles away oh absolutely yeah absolutely um but yeah i'm i I was impressed that i liked shaw's because it was kind of what i am pretty sure my situation would become if i had a long-term you know deal like that because he's had his boat in there for he's been using that as a boat and tournament you know warehouse essentially for years right yeah yep like and he's from florida he doesn't probably go inside to rig stuff you know he probably either has a portable ac thing or just rigs up some fans like it's not like you know it's not like if you or i didn't have a heated chop like we would like i have rods in the house right now that i'm gonna retie like he never does that you know he just his tackle lives there yeah yeah and it's lived there for 40 years yeah Um, which is pretty cool yeah super cool I also, uh, just again, from a recent standpoint, uh, I really dig Watson's bathroom that, like, everyone that's been to his house has signed on the walls. Like, I thought that was kind of a cool, cool touch. Yeah. Watson, so Watson has a super cool house. Like, it's a lot more house than I would ever personally have. One, because I would, there's no scenario in which I ever have that much money. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah yep literally no i can't imagine it happening <laughs> but also there's just you like it out of there um but also like that's not like personally what i would do but it is like i've been to his house it's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> every little nook and corner has something cool in it like the whole thing is it's like very well thought out to be as cool as possible wait did I you sign say. the wall I don't know that I did, but I didn't stay overnight there. Oh. So I think that maybe it you needed to have been there more long term. We used it as like a base of operations for like a one of those Costa writer conference things. Yeah, okay. Okay. And so I was like, you know, we like ate breakfast and dinner and stuff there and, you know, had boats down but we didn't it wasn't like I was at his house long term. So I gotcha. I think I, I think I missed out on the bathroom. <laughs> Sadly. Oh well. Maybe next time. Maybe. maybe. Um, but yeah, it's a it's cool. It's a very nice like. I guess all houses on lakes are awesome, um, but it's. I like that it's on a lake. Like I think there's a lot of pro anglers that don't live on a lake, and 
I can see why. I mean, it's expensive to live on lakes, all that jazz. Living on a lake is pretty great, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there, there aren't many. Uh, you know, the guys that we, I guess, Cox has lives on that pond, um, and a lot of these guys live, you know, really close to bodies of water. But uh, yeah, that the uniqueness of Watson's situation is pretty cool. Yeah, I guess you know sometimes of the year. Tom Monsor lives on the river, you know, when it gets really high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At periods, he could probably take a cast and and actually catch something. Um, there was something else I was thinking of. Uh, oh, I know one guy. We we haven't done a basket with him, but who has something like my dream basket? I think is Steve Clapper. Oh, because his house is attached to his boat garage and his boat garage is like 50 feet long he can't drive through it but he can back up his truck and ranger 522d (laughs) into into it so in the winter time he can it's heated he can just back everything in Close the garage door. Doesn't have to worry about snow. Doesn't have to hook anything up. Doesn't have to unhook. He's just all inside there. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. I think being... Not that... I don't really think it's honestly that practical for, like, necessarily normal people. But, man, being able to just put your entire rig inside would be pretty sweet. Yeah, it would. Um, I also am a little surprised that... Grigsby didn't fix his garage door. <laughs> the, the rear one so that he could drive yeah. through? Yeah. Dude, so my shed right now, I drive through it. And I have to fold the whole boat up to get it to fit in the shed. You know, I, and it's like I've got an inch on either end. Like I can't own a 21-foot boat, right? Yep. It's got to be a 20-foot boat. But I drive through it every single time. And gosh, it's so wonderful. It's so nice to never have to worry about backing up. If I was, if I was, uh, you know, if I was Grigsby, I would, I would fix that door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it uh, I, and but I loved how he not, you know, he's just like, yeah, you know, it broke a while ago, and I just basically started putting stuff in front of it. <laughs> sure, yeah, man. It's all. It, it was almost like it broke, and then like. He was out of town for like two weeks, and so like other people started putting stuff in front of it. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, oh crap!" Here well, we go. okay, I won't fix it. <laughs> yeah. Also, he has like too much tackle. You know, a lot of these guys have a ton of tackle, but the saving soft plastics is the thing that kind of like I worry about because I probably save too many soft plastics too. But like, they don't last forever, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I haven't found a soft plastic that, you know, three years from now is as good as the day you open the package, you know, you, that you bought at a tackle store. I feel like. Yeah. Do you think they get weird? Yeah. No, I'd I'd agree with you. Like, like a lot of... did the same thing. Yep. Yep. He had like a ton of old stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you're gonna want to use that, Tom. But I guess maybe it's different if you store it. Like Tom's basement's probably cool and. You know, it's like out of the sunlight. Whereas I would think like the plastics that are in Shaw's garage, for example, or in his shop, uh, make it like a little warm. Still out of the sun, but like, I don't know, heat doesn't, heat and plastics 
in a long-term storage situation is like not good, right? We've all left plastics laying around somewhere and had uh, sun get to them before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It definitely, it's cool to see all the things that guys have figured out and like all the, I guess, the little extra details. But at the same time, I mean, mostly it seems like the the main thing everyone wants is they want to have a nice place to keep their boat and put a bunch of tackle. Like, yep. yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a, it, it's about not being super cramped. Yes. Um, or being Tom on sore and just literally having 30 of everything. Living, yeah, just living with your tackle, basically. Yeah. I do appreciate that about Tom, how basically his entire house is a tackle store. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He doesn't, you know, there's there's not like, oh, this is where the tackle is. It's just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you go to the you go to the bathroom, take yourself, uh, have a jig, have a Senko, you know? Yeah. You're in the kitchen, That's you good. stir your coffee with like a, like a spoon, but like, you know, the fishing spoon, not a... Uh, yeah, or maybe like a jig and wrap or something like that, if that's handy, you know. Yeah, or like a cool old, like a uh, or like a silver minnow. That'd be like what you'd stir your coffee with at Monsoor's. <laughs> yeah, but, well, he might have like a real fancy one that's worth like $70, though. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah, like they a thousand dollars. <laughs> they only made this weed guard for one year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, Kyle, we have some tournaments coming up. Yeah, um to get get back on track a little bit so you mentioned at the start right we have rayburn uh that's a cowboy division event that's uh this saturday the eighth and uh yeah i think both you and i are looking at that one for uh like some fireworks we want to see 2022 come out the gate swinging like it has the last several years yeah absolutely um i want to look at i have a field I have a field, well, not a field list, but I have a field num field counts for that. So I want to try and look here real quick, um, just because I can, I can know, because I know it's a big field. Uh, yeah. So right now there's 233 boaters signed up, Woo. Uh, and 203 co anglers. I don't. Honestly, we might only fish 230 boaters. I'm not 100% sure on that. But anyway, it's going to be a huge field. We might need co-anglers. So if you're listening to this at a point in time, like, may, and you want to be a co-angler, maybe it's too late. I don't know when we put the show out, but maybe sign up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big one, and I assume that someone will catch a huge bag. I hope, anyhow. Yeah. F- fingers crossed, anyhow. Yeah. Um, and then the next, so we got that going on. Actually, the first event of the year is a college fishing event. It's the uh, Southeastern Conference yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Um, on the Harris Chain, uh, right now we've got 153 boaters and 153 co-anglers, which means 153 teams, because uh, it's hilarious that we s- separate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, which 153 is really good. Uh, that's uh. You know, I think uh, I think the goal is like a hundred teams, so that's dope. Um, and uh, maybe more because these college guys like to sign up late. How oh, they do? <laughs> Which I guess I don't really know. I know that in Florida right now, a lot of the fish are super fat that I've seen caught. Like there's a 
they're like extremely pre-spawn and they just had kind of a cold snap so maybe it'll be really good maybe i don't know um i hope it i hope it's good i bet somebody will catch a huge bag in that because usually one of those college teams finds like a lot of them out offshore on that on that fishery you know what yeah I mean? yep generally um and then there's a high school fishing event with that the yeah, next day. Saturday, yep. Which, I'm going to be honest, I don't know as much as I should know about high school. So, who knows? They'll catch some fish. Yeah. That's uh, they will that's... definitely catch fish. There will hopefully be people there. Yep. That's all uh, All I know about it. Uh, yeah. Kyle, are, if you, uh, do you have any fishing plans? Are you going to go fish a tournament here anytime soon? What's, no, your, I, uh, what's your vibe? I, I I don't think I am. I think uh, I'm going to chase some uh, geese uh, for kind of like the end of our waterfowl season here. And then uh, I may ice fish. Like, I could go ice fish right now on some of the ponds uh, by my house. But, like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I can't, I can't quite bring myself to do it. Which Strike Master did you buy? Uh, the 40 volt. Yeah. I So I sold my 40 volt this fall, right? I now really want to buy the 20, it's a 24 volt, 24, I think. 24, yeah, smaller yeah. One. I thing, really want to buy that. Yeah, that thing seems sweet. I it thought about like trying to get go. one because uh, I knew this summer would be the time you'd have to order them. And I was like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't, I don't need one. Now that I want one, you can't get them. Oh. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> so I went and looked at a lake near me to see about the ice. And I didn't bring a auger or a spud bar or anything with me. I just went and, uh, I just looked and there was another, somebody else there looking and some people I had seen had walked like on the ice near it, but near the shore, but mostly like people just thrown like a hundred rocks and pieces of wood and random stuff. Classic. (laughs) Classic move. (laughs) I'm like, yep, this is, this is really helpful. You're figuring it out for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Really. Really deciding how safe it is out there. Yeah, that's that's doing the trick right there. <laughs> uh, which I love that. That I love that everyone does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, I did some ice scouting. Uh, but the idea of going back to using my hand crank auger after I have been using lithium just hurts my heart. So... I may just fish out my open water because I'm almost done. I know next week is not a good week for me from a weather perspective, but I may just finish that out and then be like, hey, it was a good run. Yeah, because then, I mean, here not too long, you and I are going to start traveling a whole bunch more for uh, covering derby. So then that kind of carries yeah, I, you through the ice season, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, if, so let's say I fish until – I think Sunday is probably my last day, honestly. But, you know, then I've got two weeks of working. Maybe I could go ice fishing if I wanted to, or I could just work around the house. Then I go to Texas. Then there's a tournament in Florida, you know. Yep, yep. And I, where do I go after that? Then I, well, I really don't go anywhere. See, February could get long is the thing. Mm. I might have to ice fish in February. You might have to order like a um, light flight bit or a K drill or something that you could put on an electric drill, and then you don't have to hand auger. But 
They're only yeah. buying like a part of the auger, but it's the most important part. Yep. One thing I've been thinking about is uh, I want to. I, I I guess the safety aspect is tricky and whatnot. I have been catching enough lake trout this fall, and I don't really know exactly what lake trout do in the winter time, but I would very much, I would feel a lot more confident, and I'm a lot more interested in trying to catch lake trout through the ice than I ever have been before. Oh uh, yeah, they spawn in the fall, so you've been catching them shallow. Well. Yeah, but they're just, like, everywhere. I mean, <laughs> dude, I see people trolling for them, like, out in the middle of the lake. I'm like, I don't think you need to be doing that, man. I've caught them <laughs> casting, like, at the bank. I've caught them in 25 feet of water. I've caught them in 40 feet of water. I've caught them in the middle of weed flats in, like, you know, 15 feet of water. Like, they're all over Champlain right now. <laughs> like, you can catch a lake trout doing anything. And they, I don't know, I just, it would be cool to uh, try to catch a lake trout. You should. But, uh, I don't know, we'll see. I really, what I want to do, and what I should do, is I need to get my papers in order to go into Canada. And then I need to catch a sturgeon through the ice. There you go. And uh, that would be the ultimate February diversion. There you go. Now you're talking. Yeah. Honestly, I probably should do that because then I could be like, "Yeah, you got some. You found some fish. This is great. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> um, because man, I suck at ice fishing. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone listening to this is probably like, "Yeah, it does suck." <laughs> it's terrible, man. I don't. I mean, I know why I do it because I like catching fish, but it's just brutal. Um, but anyway, on that thrilling note. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, you know, be sad about the end of my fishing season uh, for a little while longer, but I'll get over it eventually, and then I'll start catching them in the spring. Yep, um, yep. And come uh, back Kyle, on. you got some gooses to shoot, so we'll, uh, I guess we'll call it a day. Do you want to sell us some stuff? Let me, uh, yeah, let me get us out of here. Uh, few lures have stood the test of time like the original Rattle Trap by Bill Lewis, and now, with the help of Major League Fishing Pro Mark Daniels Jr., we're launching the SB57 and MR6. Go to rattletrap.com to learn more. I almost threw in and other crankbaits after the MR6, but I paused for a second and then throw my timing off. So, you know, we'll get better going forward in 2022 here. Uh, the MR12 but... does not exist. <laughs> Do not worry about it in this advertisement. Yep. Don't 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 care yet. Uh, <clears throat> also, are you in need of a great career opportunity that gives you time to fish and spend time with the family? Neat Companies is looking for you. Neat needs Class A CDL drivers now. They got competitive pay, 100% paid health insurance, a 401k, tuition reimbursement, and more are just some of the benefits. Call Neat now at 833-463-NEAT to get your career started. That's 833-463-NEAT. Beautiful stuff, Kyle. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. I am inspired. Um... I guess, folks, if you want to contact us, uh, podcast at majorleaguefishing.com works excellent. Um, Kyle, you are on Instagram. It's Kyle Lumber. I'm also there. It's Jody Blanco. Uh, MLF is all over the place. The uh, social media, some of the handles, some of the names changed for uh, the 
MLFLW side, which used to be FLW, which used to be MLF Big Five, which is now MLF Five. It's yep. not confusing at all. Nope. Um, so, you know, I guess maybe you need to update a bookmark or two, but you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and watch some bass games because they're up and they're good and they're on YouTube and on the website. Yeah, get you thinking about uh, going fishing. You know, if you're somewhere like Jody and I where you're either running out of time or out of time to go open water fishing. So embrace it. Or don't and go to Florida. <laughs> or, or Texas. Yeah, <laughs> Head south. Yeah, go, go down to OHIV, go down to Rayburn, go to Falcon, go to, uh, go to uh, Okeechobee, Harris Chain, you know, get down there. Don't even worry about this stupid northern stuff. Yeah, that's probably a uh, better idea. Josh Douglas, man, really living the dream, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Kyle, it's been a pleasure, as always. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I guess until next time, see you.